Corporate strategy in many ways is, is about the relationship between the parents or the corporate HQ or headquarters and its subsidiaries or strategic business units. When making corporate strategy, we have to ask ourselves a series of questions. Which businesses do we want to be in? Can we develop synergies or, or can we transfer capabilities and practices to or among our subsidiaries? And then how do we allocate resources among them? So in my research, I've looked at this from the viewpoint of the transfer of practices from the corporate headquarters to the subsidiaries. And one of the key issues we identified is whether there is a trade-off between transferring practices from the corporate headquarters to the subsidiary and actually encouraging the subsidiary to create specific local practices. This issue is particularly acute for international subsidiaries because international subsidiaries face what we call an institutional duality. The nature of this duality is actually quite simple. So when an international subsidiary operates, it operates away from its domestic market and in a host country market. So in that host country, it's under a institutional pressure to conform to the ways in which business is carried out in that host country. So what are the norms, what are the expectations, how business is supposed to be done. On the other hand, it's also under a dual institutional pressure from the corporate parent to accept established best practices. And this is because the corporate parent will have an idea of what practices have been well established in the organization, have been applied elsewhere, have value, have or function as capabilities, and therefore will want to transfer them to the international subsidiary. So the subsidiary is being buffeted by these two pressures. On the one hand, it's being pressured from the institutional environment in the host country to adapt, but it's being buffeted by the parental pressure to adopt so-called established capabilities, even whether or not those capabilities actually apply in this new market. In any case, whether or not we are talking about international subsidiaries or domestic subsidiaries, if we come back to this point about the transfer of practices, the transfer of capabilities and the transfer of resources, this is really a question of fidelity. That is, just how accurate, just how one-to-one, -one, how much fidelity do we need in transferring practice from the corporate headquarters to the subsidiary? So. As part of corporate strategy, we want to try and get the most out of the established capabilities of our business, and this may mean transferring them to our subsidiaries. But in that sense, the transfer of practice is actually compromised or made difficult by two properties. One is just the stickiness of knowledge. So on the one hand, we can transfer the routine, we can transfer the practice, we can transfer the way something is done. But we can't necessarily transfer the, the sort of social knowledge contained within that on how to actually carry out a set of activities. So there's a stickiness. The problem then is that the fidelity of the capability is inherently squandered, or at least parts of it is lost. So in this situation, there is a loss of fidelity. Does that mean the capability might not operate as effectively? That's one question. The other question, of course, goes back to what I said earlier about adaptation to the institutional context. Maybe the lack of fidelity is actually a good thing because that will allow the subsidiary to tweak and adjust the practices to suit its new context. So there's an interesting set of questions there. 
In its totality then, this is really about the role of the corporate parent and whether the parent actually adds value to its subsidiaries. With this in mind, there are various approaches to corporate parenting, including as a portfolio manager, as a synergy manager or parental developer. General risks when corporate strategy is unclear are dangers such as empire building, illusory synergies and the tangential value of the corporate parent to the subsidiary. Now, assuming we have a productive headquarters subsidiary relationship, the next issue is managing how diversified the portfolio of subsidiaries needs to be. And this brings us to the question of diversification. The danger of synergies is that the degree of diversification becomes too closely related, i.e. lots of related diversification. Now the danger of this is that it leaves the business as a whole vulnerable to change because with related diversification, the majority of the portfolio is going to be highly compatible, highly strategically complementary, which is fine, but the tendency of that is it tends to be very closely um, circulating around a similar set of markets, products or technologies. The obvious danger of that then is that there is a danger of if a technology or some kind of market change renders an obsolescence, it could have a wider impact in the organisation. The danger of rampant unrelated diversification on the other hand is a lack of coherence among subsidiaries and thus a lack of opportunities for synergies. On the plus side, one of the reasons why you might want to go down the road of unrelated diversification is to benefit something called strategic renewal. As a feature of corporate entrepreneurship, strategic renewal is really important because if we, our business has the basis by which it may be able to transform or change in the face of market changes or changes in its circumstance or competition, then the unrelated or the more heavily diversified firm will have more options available to it to, for example, reduce its emphasis and resource allocation and investment in one part of the business to increase that elsewhere and where the business is capable of being renewed. Generally speaking though, if we think about this in performance terms, it's fairly obvious that unrelated diversification increases the degree of risk because you have more of a diversity in your portfolio and those different parts of the business may be simply too diverse to gain any kind of synergies. Therefore, the corporate parents may simply be little more than a portfolio organiser and actually something that adds cost. So in many cases, related diversification does tend to increase short to medium term performance, but again, that leaves you vulnerable for the sake of the future if things start to change. So in conclusion then, we can identify that corporate level diversification strategy is really about creating additional value through different parts of the entirety of the organization. We also want to think about how we implement this diversification. Is it about the ability to transfer and share capabilities, for example, among the units? Or do we need to think more carefully about whether or not that is actually beneficial for the needs of the subsidiary on the one hand, and then two, whether or not we need to think about more unrelated diversification to change the types of assets, the businesses, markets, and products and services that we provide.